Hi everyone, my name is Jody, and I am your host of the Exploring the Midwest podcast. Um, before we jump into today's podcast, I just want to know what topics would you like to hear about? Are there any subjects in the Midwest that you would like me to explore a little bit more? Please send me your ideas. You can email directly to Jody, J-O-D-Y, at familyrambling.com. That is Jody at familyrambling.com. And when you're done listening, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Android. Your reviews help other people find the podcast. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, take a minute, take a screenshot, and tag me on Instagram at Jody Halstead. And leave just a few kind words. I really appreciate it. Now, let's start exploring the Midwest. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us again here on the Exploring the Midwest broadcast. Today, I am continuing my Midwest state focus with my own state that is neighboring to the west of me, and that is Nebraska. My guest is Jen Jurdy. She is the current marketing manager for the Nebraska Tourism Commission. She's a former TV news reporter and has worked all across the state of Nebraska, covering record flooding, elections, and even more before being hired by the commission a few years ago. Jen, her husband, and their two kids, Rhett and Ruby, live in Lincoln with their pug, Miley. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today on the broadcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Nebraska has a bit of a reputation for being a boring state. And, and let's just be honest, for those of us who have driven east to west and back again across I-80 or even, you know, taken Amtrak, that doesn't highlight the state very well. No, I, I think people need to remember that the interstate and train systems were built in the flattest part of the state they could find for ease, so it doesn't show off a range of beauty at all. And that is so true because you get into some of the corners of Nebraska and just astounding the landscape and, and things that you run into. And I can't wait to dig into Nebraska and all that it has to offer with you. So would you say there are any other misconceptions about the state other than it's boring and you don't want to drive across it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it goes back to it being flat and boring, which is a huge misconception. Um, many people think Nebraska is just one large flat cornfield, but the reality is we have um, the beautiful bluffs that line the eastern part of the state, right by you, Jody, um, along the Missouri River. And then the, the central part of our state is uh, natural prairie, which is the beautiful sand hills. And then when you get to the western part of the state, we have the buttes and um, the area that leads into the Rockies and the Badlands. So it's actually very hilly uh, as you get further west in Nebraska. And I know that personally, we've visited some of those places in the western part of Nebraska. And not only um, do they seem to come out of nowhere, but they were used as landmarks when people were making their westward trek. So there's a lot of really great history out there too. Yes, if you go into some old pioneer diaries, Nebraska has those landmarks documented in a lot of ways. Um, one that we can talk about now is Chimney Rock, um, very popular tourism destination, but also well-documented with pioneers. Uh, 
Um, today, Chimney Rock has a brand new vis visitor center that actually opened just last year. So we're really excited to start showing that off as people start traveling more um, in this upcoming season. Chimney Rock has some some funny names. I'm not going to list some of them <laughs> because of the way it's shaped, but it's also really popular because of the uh, video game Oregon Trail. It was a popular destination on the Oregon Trail video game. And so we get lots of people that comment on that as they're traveling through Nebraska. That's funny. You know, Oregon Trail, you think back and, and uh, you don't realize how much you learned playing that as long as you didn't die along the way. Yes. <laughs> so you mentioned that, that, you know, the visitor center there at Chimney Rock just opened. And I know Nebraska has so many highlights that, you know, it would take, it would take the whole summer or longer to visit them all. But if people are looking at venturing into Nebraska or get or a long vacation this year, what would you say the highlights of the state are that they might want to keep at the front of their minds? Yeah, if people are looking for a trip soon, I mean, think spring break. I know you don't think of Nebraska in spring break, but an untraditional spring break. Um, the Sandhill Crane migration is a great trip to our state. Um, the Every year around this time, they've already started showing up. More than half a million sandhill cranes will roost on the Platte River Valley, which is central Nebraska. And we go out to the blinds early in the morning before they start waking up. And as the sun rises, you'll start to see all the cranes kind of come to life in the morning and watch them. Um, the call is just amazing. Honestly, it's something you just have to see in person. Um, Jane Goodall has actually called it one of the best migrations in the world. She comes every single year to experience it because she loves it that much. Um, like I said, in the morning, you'll go do that. But then in the evening, you'll go back and you'll watch them as they come back to the river for their sleep because they sleep on the river to protect themselves from predators. And then during the day, you can also see the sandhill cranes out in the fields filling their bellies as they prepare to um, finish their flight. So about how long are the sandhill cranes there? Is it, it is it like some come in and then they go and then another wave comes in or or is it kind of they all just come in and they stay for a while and then they all just are gone? Yeah, so definitely like all 600,000 aren't here all at once, but they start appearing in early February and a lot of times they're gone by the first week of April. I've seen them, there was one year I went out and um, I remember it because it was St. Patrick's Day. It was an amazing amount, like more sandhill cranes in one spot that I've ever seen. And then I talked to them and they said the next day they all flew out. It was just the perfect weather that year. So it heavily depends on what the weather is like and how their um, flight pattern is going with, with the snow and everything. Bird migration is such an interesting thing. And Nebraska sees, I mean, right in the center of the country, you you kind of get this great um, you're, you're just on a great pathway. I mean, with with a lot of different types of birds. So the sandhill cranes are obviously the most popular. Yes, the cranes are the most popular. But if people love birding, they can also come and see um, the mating rituals of prairie chickens. Um, we have actually quite a good amount of bald eagles on Lake McConaughey in western Nebraska. There there's just lots of different birding options for people. Now. Nebraska also has some great geological 
history to it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, one of my favorite geological spots along this in the state would be um, Toadstool Geologic Park, which is actually very, very far northwest part of Nebraska. I, I highlighted a little bit before when I said the entryway to the Badlands, but um, you do the hike there, you literally feel like you're walking on the moon because it's just so unique. I know we've shown some pictures of it here up as we're talking. Uh, it's it's really cool and there's some guided tours you can climb on the rocks a little bit it's also right next to a bison bone bed that was discovered how that bone bed came to be is unknown but it's just a really cool it's still an active dig site so sometimes if you're ever there people are still digging and you can watch all of that and people have found really cool um, bones and stuff along toadstool as well that's so fascinating to to kind of dig through when you get up into that that northwestern part of Nebraska and the south uh, western part of South Dakota. Um, just the the things you can unearth there is really fascinating. And we do have a bed and breakfast up that way as well that she will do a, a guided unearthing for you. Uh, it's it's a really cool place. Oh, I bet. Now. When we think about Nebraska, there are two cities that come to mind, obvious, and they're both in the eastern part of the state, and that would be Omaha and Lincoln. Can you tell us a little bit about the highlights in those two cities? Yeah, so um, Omaha is, of course, our largest city, uh, and it's probably most well-known for two things, one being the home of the College World Series, and two, the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium. Of course, ranked one of the top zoos in the world. Uh, we, we are very proud of that zoo. The aquarium is so unique. The indoor desert is one of a kind, and uh, the indoor jungle, I believe, is the largest indoor jungle in North America. So there's lots to see and do there. Um, personally, I can't see it all in a day. I'm too exhausted. Um, so big. So we go there, yes. I'm sure you've been there multiple times too, Jody. but we take the kids on um, multiple trips a year and get a, a pass because you can't see it all in one trip. It's that big and incredible. And they also have lots of new things all the time. Like they just added a splash pad and um, just like little things that kids can can enjoy as well. Yeah, they've made it a really terrific interactive experience. I can remember going there when I was little. And, you know, my favorite part was they used to have these little keys that were shaped like an elephant that you would put in and turn and then it would tell you the story of the animal and those are long gone now but, you know I mean I can remember going there when I was little and then I took my kids and it just you know it's just one of those I think traditions for those of us who are within a few hours of Omaha to do that trip a few times yes and I feel like when I was little it was still amazing and now it's even more amazing like they just continually keep adding to make it what it is and it's incredible really is. So what about Lincoln? That's the capital of the state. Yes, I am just a block from our capital actually right now. Um, and that's one of the unique places that people should come to see. We have a beautiful state capitol building that just is an architectural wonder. One fun fact about it is that it was built debt-free. So they, they really had a plan when they built it. Um, we're also a unicameral, which is extremely unique. So we don't have like a House and a Senate. We have one party. And I think, I believe we're the only state in the continental U.S. like that. So it's a, it's a fun um, government lesson if, if you need one. 
definitely shows you the difference between states when you do learn that. I remember learning that once upon a time and it was just confusing as yes. you know as a teenager, but fascinating if you if you like the history of how things come together. Yeah. And here in Lincoln, we also we have a children's zoo, which is much is, is greatly different from the Omaha Zoo, but it's a great day trip and it's very hands on. They're always adding. Um, you can feed the giraffes with by hand. You can um, pet the stingrays and just do a lot more hands on things there than you might get at a bigger zoo. Now, I know growing up in Iowa, one place that we heard about a lot was Boys Town. And admittedly, I don't know much about it, but it's kind of it's it's a it's a institution, right? It's a it's a and and I don't mean that like an institution institution, but it's just it's one of those Midwest things that I think everybody in the Midwest heard something about. Yeah, um, Boys Town is is a great. If you're a history buff, you know about Boys Town. Basically, um, it was started by Father Flanagan in 1917, and it became a national organization for saving children and healing families. And it was made famous in the 1930s by a movie about Boys Town that won an Oscar. Um, that movie had Mickey Rooney in it. So that's mostly why a lot of people know what Boys Town is. And that Oscar, the statue itself is at Boys Town and you can see it at the Hall of History there. You can also see the original home of Father Flanagan. And there's also a beautiful Catholic church there. And to this day, um, Boys Town still works on its mission. So there are children um, who maybe have had a difficult path um, getting back on track there. So it's it's great to still see that work being carried out almost a century later. Definitely one of those places that, that gives you inspiration. Yes. Now, Nebraska has a lot of quirky sites as well. I think probably the best known is Carhenge. We definitely um, like to capitalize on the cork a little bit. Uh, Carhenge is a fun stop. It's a replica of Stonehenge made out of cars. Um, it was built in the late 80s. It's, it's just sculptures of old car parts. It's not just the Carhenge circle anymore. There's other sculptures that are made out of car parts. Um, and people love to just stop there. It's it's Instagram. It's a perfect Instagrammable place. And another fun thing that's just like a mile down the road is Nebraska's rest stop, which is super quirky. And it is a um, hay bale rest stop with a toilet sitting on it. So again, something that is Redneck, extremely redneck, but perfect for Instagram. I, I can't even wrap my head around how this must look. But. <laughs> I know people are probably like, ew, but it's it's funny. I, I think it's hilarious and quirky. And, you know, another quirky thing that I, I really love, and, and I suppose this is kind of shared between our states, but you hear about it more with um, with Nebraska and Omaha is Bob the Bridge. Yes. So Bob, yeah, we'll go back to Omaha. Bob is the bridge that connects Omaha to Iowa and it's a pedestrian bridge and you can literally stand in two spots at one time, right in the middle of it. It has the state line and Bob has his own Instagram page, his own personality. From what I hear, Bob is trying to date around. He would love to get on with like a, a date with the Golden Gate Bridge or something, but he hasn't quite got there. And as of last year, he has a new friend, um, Omar, the troll that lives underneath. 
He's a, a green troll that lives under the bridge that is That's getting funny. social sitters. Yes, very clever. <laughs> now, Nebraska has loads of outdoor adventure. And I think one of the the outdoor areas that most draws me is the Cowboy Trail. The Cowboy Trail is very unique in that it's a rails to trails conversion used to be um, a railroad and it was gifted to Nebraska Game and Parks um, a while back and has been turned into a limestone trail. So people use it for biking and hiking and it's 195 miles long. Goes from Valentine, Nebraska, which is Northwest um, to Norfolk, which is Northeast. Uh, and people will make this a long trip. We've had people run the entire cowboy trail. I don't know how, they are superheroes, not something I'm interested in. And another fun part of it is it's not done. It could be even longer. There is more rail um, that is incomplete. So it could eventually at some point connect to the Wyoming border. It, it, the, the pictures I've seen of it are just beautiful. There's a beautiful long bridge that just yes. is so, so visually appealing to me. It's it's like an old wooden bridge, right? An yeah. wooden so I know exactly which bridge you're talking about. That one is near Valentine. There are actually a handful of bridges along the trail that are picturesque and a nice stop along your way. I've only done a very small portion um, of the trail. So there's stops all along the way um, that you can just get out and ride and get back on. Uh, tell me, tell me this, if somebody would want to, let's say, bike that, are there, is it, is it easy enough to bike, say, you do one section and you get to a town and there's a B&B, is it, is it easy enough like that or no? I find that people are, that really, really want to do this are pretty thrifty. Um, they'll be the people that are hanging a hammock on a tree or, um, yes, there are some B&Bs. It goes right through Bassett, which has a beautiful old, um, cattle hotel, um, they're, they're pretty creative, the people that have done, or they're camping a lot. There's a lot of campgrounds in these communities that it goes through. So there's um, Newport, Nebraska. There's a pool hall there that doesn't cost anything. You can just go in, play pool, grab a snack while you're there, and keep going along the way. It's a, it's a fun little, like, small one-room little pool hall. Fun. What other outdoor type adventures? We know that in the coming, you know, year or two, outdoor adventure is really going to be what people are looking for. What other things might people be interested to know they can find in Nebraska? One that again is quirky and kind of unique to Nebraska is tanking. You can tank down some of our rivers because they are shallow. So you put a, think of a big metal cattle tank and you throw it on and you, um, throw a radio in and a cooler and get 10 friends in there and you just float down the river. So that's one of the options. It's a lot like tubing, which is much more popular or canoeing or kayaking, but this is one that a lot of people haven't tried outside of the state of Nebraska. As a farm girl that just, that, I don't know, that <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> There are plastic ones too. You don't have to use <laughs> metal ones. And a misconception, everybody's always like, that sounds hot, but the water keeps the metal cold. It doesn't get hot at all. That makes a lot more sense because, yeah, I, I just know how hot those metal tanks can get and I'm like, that would burn. There's so also one spot on the Middle Loop River in um, the Sandhills of Nebraska where it's a fresh stream and it, it flows throughout the year, even during the winter. So people will do polar bear tanking 
and they'll go out in the freezing cold and tank down the river as well. I'm not, I'm not that hardy. Um, <laughs> but you have plenty of state parks for camping and hiking, um, you know, biking, obviously we talked about. Where would you say if somebody wants a really great state park, which one would you say is probably the best one to get? I cannot answer a best question, Jody. You know better. <laughs> Um, we have great state parks. I think our state parks are one of our biggest asset in Nebraska. Um, there are seven of them all across the state. And this year is a huge year for our state parks because it's actually the centennial for state parks. So the one I will highlight here is Shadron because it was our first state park. So it is turning 100 this year. And Shadron is Northwest Nebraska and has beautiful hills. People go sledding there a lot because it has those great hills and snowshoeing and stuff like that. Um, but it also has some of that historic to it. It's a, it was a huge fur trading area. So there's a, a great opportunity up there for people. So as we wrap up, if people are thinking about visiting Nebraska this year, what three events would you say are things they might want to keep in mind as they're planning their trip? Yeah, so we'll go back to Shadron. They're actually, Shadron State Park is having a huge birthday party in June for its centennial. And there's going to be a lot of events around the state park centennial this year. Another one is in July at Victoria Springs State Recreation Area, which was the state's first recreation area. And then in October at the state's first historical park, there will also be a celebration. And that is the Arbor Day um, area in uh, Nebraska City, which is southeast Nebraska. So the Arbor Day area you mentioned. So Nebraska was where Arbor Day, Day began? Yes. So Nebraska is the home of Arbor Day. Jay Sterling Morton started Arbor Day here. And if that name sounds familiar, his son started Morton Salt. So it does go back to that. Uh, when Jay Sterling Morton first got to Nebraska, he didn't think there were enough trees because there really weren't. It was a prairie. So he started encouraging people to plant trees. And now thinking about the fact that there was never any trees here is crazy because they're everywhere. And, and there's a, what, a, a kind of a big thing with Arbor Day this year, isn't there? So tying into that, um, it's the 150th Arbor Day celebration. Arbor Day is the last Friday in April every year. Details on all of that are still iffy as we try to um, figure out what can and can't be done with COVID. But they are still planning to do, I think, their typical parade and some other things, um, making them even bigger this year because it's the 150th. Oh, fun. And then there's um, something else sporty. Yes. yes. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't have the swim the Olympic swim trials here in 2020, but they have been rebooked for um, Omaha, right next to Bob the Bridge at the CHI Health Center in June. And instead of their normal one week, they've actually divided the swim trials into two waves. So there'll be a first wave, June 4th through the 7th, and June 13th through the 20th. Still unknown what it'll look like for spectators, but I can tell you from previous years, the swim trials are a ton of fun to watch, and there's events surrounding the swim trials that are awesome, too. How fun. I would never, ever have thought about events surrounding swim trials. Yes. Yeah. You got to get to the Olympics somehow. 
I suppose it does make it a little more reachable for the rest of us. Yep. <laughs> well, Jen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to tell us more about Nebraska and the great um, experiences and destinations that people can find within the state. If, uh, if our listeners want to learn more, what is the best way for them to get their hands on that information? Yeah, so visitnebraska.com is our main website. You can also go to nebraskapassport.com. Uh, the Passport is a program we have annually that highlights 70 different stops every year across the state. An extremely successful program. Um, last year, we had over 1,000 people go to all 70 stops. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That is amazing. Well, again, Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us about Nebraska today. I really appreciate it. Yes, thanks for having me.